and welcome to another episode of Detective Writer. I'm your host Sally aka Detective Writer and today I am very excited to introduce all of you to a brand new guest and I think you're gonna like this episode. Please welcome fellow author Elizabeth or Liz Shipton. Liz thank you so much for being here it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me I'm, I'm so excited. I know we had a little bit of uh, trouble scheduling, but I'm so glad and so honored and I'm so excited to have you. So if you don't mind, we can definitely chat for a bit about your motivation for writing, what really got you into it, because I know you filled out the form. And for those of you who don't know, um, Liz and I actually met through podcastguest.com and to know a little bit about, you know, your your adventures sailing and how the fact they're able to like make a journey out of it and go for writing. I'd really love to know about that. Sure. Totally. Um, okay. Well, so yes, a little background or like what I'm currently doing is I live on a boat with my boyfriend and my dog and we are currently sailing. We set off to sail around the world and then we're actually, uh, kind of just sailing wherever we we feel like um so we are currently in panama we left from california in 2021 on our boat a 43 foot sailboat we sailed down the pacific coast of the united states and into mexico we spent probably about a year in mexico um and then from there we sailed down the coast of central america through honduras and el salvador nicaragua um costa rica and then panama and then we came through the panama canal at the beginning of this year um, and during that time, I started writing because, so we've been planning this trip for a long time. My boyfriend and I kind of got this, this idea in our heads probably almost seven years ago now was when we first started talking about it. My boyfriend's been a sailor for a long time. He kind of grew up taking some sailing lessons and he taught sailing at uh, San Diego State when we both went to school in San Diego. And at a certain point, we just got this idea in our heads. I think it, in my head, it was like just a cheap way to live because it's yeah. much cheaper to buy a boat than it is to buy a house. Like in California, I mean, housing prices are just so insane that we kind of looked at the housing market and we were like, well, this is bananas. Like, I don't wow. think we can do this. Um, so it started as like, well, let's just like buy a boat and keep it at a harbor and it'll be much cheaper to live on than an actual house. And then from there, it kind of turned into, well, if we're going to have this boat, we might as well do something with it. And then it kind of turned into, well, let's sail it around the world. Um, so yeah, and so we started just working and saving all our money towards this dream. And I think it took kind of about like five years since, you know, from like the first time we started uh, thinking and talking about it to when we actually left. Um, and yeah, and in the back of my mind, I kind of always had it in my mind that I would use the time while we're sailing, while we're traveling. And we, we don't really know how long we're going to be gone for. We sort of just gave it an end. Like as long as we, as long as, as long as we can afford, like as long as we don't run out of yeah. money, we'll keep going. And I kind of always had it in my head that I would, you know, take the time to pursue writing, which is something that I've always wanted to do and figured that now I would have the time to do it. That's amazing. And thank you for sharing your story. I actually... I've only been on a boat like 
when I was a kid, I was five years old, and I think that was a cruise ship. I have no memory of it, and I think the only time I'm ever on a boat is since I live in New York City. It's usually like the Staten Island ferry or even things like that. But I kid you not, if you have any tips to overcome seasickness, I would truly appreciate that because oh god. I... So here's the thing, you it I still get seasick. I get like pretty like. Oh boy. So we have, we've actually been in a marina for a little while now. Um, we spent, we just took a trip home actually to pick up our dog who was staying with family. So we've been at the dock for a long time and I'm really nervous to go back out on oh the water gosh. because I know I'm just going to get seasick like right away. Um, but it usually goes away. Like my dad, my dad spent a long time at sea. He worked offshore for many, many years. And he always says it's the first 48 hours that are the worst. And then you kind of acclimate and it goes away. Um, so if you're willing to go out and be on a boat for over two days straight, then you'll get over it. Oh according my to gosh. That. I, I, I found so. that like, I found that like eating like kind of dry, salty snacks. I don't know. I don't know why, but that for me usually helps. If I get a little food, like, you know, a kind of a blander food in your tummy with a little salt in it, that usually helps me a lot. That's amazing. My whole family tells me, when are we going to go back on a boat? When do you want to go back on a cruise? And I keep thinking, I cannot stand, honestly, <laughs> just the fact of sailing because it's on my bucket list. But I'm 24 right now and I keep thinking, you know, I have to work. I have to blog. I have to podcast. I'm a writer. I don't know how I could ever like do that. But the fact that you're actually living my dream despite the seasickness, it's like, <laughs> I, I give you props. <laughs> I give well, you that's, props. that's the thing, right? Everyone, everyone is like, like, oh, you're living the dream. And I'm like, yes, some of it is a dream. And so some of it really is not, oh you know, gosh. it's like, it's like anything there's ups and downs, right? Like there's upsides and downsides to everything. I completely understand. I've only been once to California. I literally went for one day and I flew back to New York, but I feel like there's so much to travel and I love traveling, but there's so much new adventures, even at home, you know, you don't know yeah. there's like a new subway stop or like, Something like that. But I feel like the fact that you're living a dream, I and and you're actually making your passion. You're not just living a dream, but you're also doing what you love and you seem to be enjoying it. That's just incredibly, incredibly admirable. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's you know, I, I feel very lucky that I get to do it and like yeah, it's I hope I get to keep doing it, you know, for as long as I can. I, I give you all the kudos. I will send good karma your way. So, like, has there been a certain place that you've explored that you really enjoyed, or have you had like any like really rough experiences? And what I mean, like rough experiences, like were you weren't able to write a lot? Um, has there been a place that you've seen that has inspired you to write a lot? Yeah, well, so my books, I currently have a, a series, like a five book series in Amazon, and it's all inspired by my sailing adventures, by like my kind of real world experiences and my own sort of personal struggles and, and that kind of thing. Um, so I would say like most of the places that we have been have definitely kind of like found their way into the books. The books are dystopian, um, so it's not like we're just on a boat sailing, it's like a dystopian water world where everybody has to sail because the entire world is made of water and climate change has ruined everything and there's like a biotech company that's in control of the world and blah 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 I but anyway that. I sort of like took all my experiences and then like filtered them through this really weird bizarre dystopian sci-fi filter wow. and, and it came out the other side as, as what it is but 
so yeah, I mean, it's 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 awesome. It's really cool. I I love that I get to go go to these countries that I don't think necessarily get a lot of representation in speculative fiction. So like I'm I'm writing about like the California coast a little bit, but then also most of the book is set in in it's not like technically exactly Mexico and Central America, but it's you know sort of like a futuristic projection of and slightly fantasized version of that place and I like that I get to include all these places that I've been to in my work and also sort of feel like I'm like kind of representing them a little bit you know what I mean um yeah definitely it's really interesting that you bring that up dystopian world because I remember when I was in college my professor always used to say when you're writing a book you're not just writing a book but you're creating a whole new world you're making sometimes a whole new language you're making new characters you're making maybe governments culture a whole new even religion society so it's so exciting to see the world that you're bringing about and it's beautiful that you're actually getting inspired from your adventures from sailing can i ask do you have any plans to sail anywhere by new york city because i know we have a harbor Oh man, yeah, that would be awesome. We actually did kind of talk about maybe doing that because well, obviously we're on the Atlantic side now, so we could go north. And we thought about it, but I think I think we will do that eventually. Um, right now, we're gonna hang. It, we're in the Caribbean basically, and hurricane season is coming, so oh, yes. we kind of have to we kind of have to hide out from the hurricanes because when you're in a boat, like I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, people on the East Coast, know, you know, know way more in California, know, you know, we don't get hurricanes, so, you know, I don't want to speak to, I want to preach to the choir, you guys know how bad it is. Yeah, um, so we're going to spend most of the summer hiding out from hurricanes in a place called Bocos del Toro, which is in Panama, and then come, like, winter, we'll probably, you know, kind of sail around the Caribbean, check out that, and then we hope next early next year like next spring to cross the atlantic and go to europe that's like our long-term plan i would love to and i know my boyfriend also would love to make it up to the east coast of the united states because neither of us have really spent all that much time on that side of the country which is so funny like we talk about this where we're like wow you know we feel like we've traveled so many places but there's still so many places just in the united states that we haven't seen you know definitely and that's just have you ever had that experience like I when I look at the waves when I look at the water I find it's just so peaceful and I think that if I'm ever struggling on something I look at the waves and it just really makes me feel so much calmer like I have a solution to what I'm looking for and because the waves go back and forth back and forth and no matter what's happening in the world you know the waves will continue to move back and forth and it just feels so serene that is really beautiful um yeah I I agree I mean I think it's almost like hypnotizing in a way it just is. in like a very in a very visual sense it's kind of like staring into a fire right like there's just something about that movement or motion that's just kind of like soothing definitely uh, yeah i definitely know what you mean on the other hand i definitely have experienced the opposite where the ocean can be like very unforgiving and i can imagine make you sick and make you scared and like it's the middle of the night and the waves are kind of big and you're like oh my god what am I doing with my life oh my gosh Um, but yeah I totally I totally know what you are talking about I can imagine ever like went into the experience god forbid like of a possible tsunami or god forbid like like uh road waves or something like that 
No, so we we have not had too many like real scary experiences. We have had we've like talked to other people and we know other cruisers, which is what kind of the sailing community of people who live on their boats and kind of do this is called, who have had real scary experiences. We just actually um, there's a boat who they are from the same part of California that we are from and we know them a little bit um, but they're a family they have two people about our age and they have three kids real real young kids and they were going across the Pacific this year um, which a lot of people do will go from the west coast of the states or from Central America across to the South Pacific Islands and they were a few hundred miles offshore and their mast broke Um, and it's like him and his wife and their three young children on a boat without a mast um in the middle of nowhere like yeah it was i mean i don't know if it actually made it onto any of the like big news outlets but it was like very everyone like everyone all over the world in the cruising community kind of knew what had happened to them and then like support was sent out and like i think his wife and kids were picked up by a a cruise ship or a i can't remember exactly a tanker ship of some kind and then he got the boat back under motor by himself from the middle of the ocean back to uh, mexico and they're trying to fix it up and go out again so like stuff definitely happens we you know knock on wood um have not had anything like that happen to us yet but it's definitely a possibility for sure oh my gosh i really hope that you continue to stay safe but whatever has been working for you obviously it's been working for you because thank god you haven't been in a dangerous situation but yeah oh just like have you been able i mean i don't know if you have any printers or copiers on a boat but like if you ever wanted to publish your book have you had any obstacles doing that while sailing like is do you have like any um any obstacles getting into publishers getting into editors have you ever run into that sort of situation so the one thing that i have run into so i'm i am an indie author so i've self-published um and the one thing that i have run into and it has only been recently that i've kind of realized this is that it's really difficult for me to go to like in-person author events yeah which and for a lot of authors really and i would love to do so just to meet other authors you know and and chat about writing and talk about my books but i'm like on a boat in the ocean and to get most of these most of these meetings right happen in the states so for me to get to one i'd have to like buy a plane ticket and fly back and yeah it just seems it seems a little unfeasible at the moment so that i would say is is kind of the the biggest thing the rest of it honestly so i've been working remotely for like about six years freelance writer in addition to being an author so Um, I'm basically like supporting our cruising, doing like remote work while we're out here. So everything and everything I can do with the author, you know, the self-publishing stuff is online and is, and is doable. It's that. And then also I recently, um, on TikTok, people started asking me for signed paperback books, which is insane to me because I'm like a nobody indie author. (laughs) You know, I'm like, why do you, why would you? why would you want my signature on a book like who the hell am I I'm nobody whatever anyway they're all really excited about it and um, so I had to like get all these books while I was home in the states because like I can't have stuff shipped to me on the boat in Panama and then ship them all back to the states to people like it's some so yeah it's starting to get a little bit into logistics of like how am I gonna how am I gonna manage this I might have to like 
hire my brother to do some oh do some stuff gosh. for me back home or something like that. I'm actually a self-published author too. I only have one novel out, and I don't know if you're familiar with um, some self-publishing company called New Degree Press. No, I'm not. Uh, neither was I at first, but a friend of mine had actually published with them before, and it was so strange because even though I was writing query letters and really trying to get my name out there. Um, it was really great. The royalties always go to you. Um, you do pay for the editing and the publishing and the cover books, but it was a really interesting experience. It was still worth it, you know. I felt like, and I even have people when they tell me that they read my book or that they want an autograph, I'm like, you want an autograph from me? <laughs> I'm like, I ask myself, like, you really like my book that much that you want to, you want me to yeah. sign it? I understand completely the feeling. But what a great feeling, right? Like it's so, yeah, it really is. Those people who really, really love your book are what make it like worthwhile. Like I have a reader who I call her my number one fan um, and she lives in Scotland and just, she's just so great. You know, like anytime I see her on TikTok, it's like always, she's like saying, hey, you should read, you should read Liz Shipton's books. And I'm like, oh man, thank you. And just so great. I'm so happy that people like, connect with it also because like when you're writing a book it's kind of a lonely experience and you're like well I hope I'm not just like this total weirdo who's putting all my deepest and most inner and personal thoughts and feelings into like words and then I'm going to put it out there and people are going to read it and go oh this girl's totally nuts like what the hell is all of this you know what I mean like you're so scared that that's going to happen and then so when people like it you feel like oh okay well maybe I'm not a total weirdo (laughs) I There's other people out there like me. That. I completely understand that because for me, I think I sort of had like sort of imposter syndrome because I was thinking when I was first starting to blog, I've been blogging for about two years and I've had my podcast for for under a year, that it really, who's going to want to read what I'm writing? Who's going to want to listen uh-huh. to my voice? So it took a lot of, it took a lot of hesitation. For me, what really just made me feel motivated was knowing that, you know what, you're not nobody here is living life for anyone else except yourself people are going to have judgments people are going to support you but either way we only have one life to live and if you have a passion go for it it doesn't matter what anybody says although i could tell you one thing how many criticisms i got from people when i was first writing my book People would tell me when I told them that I was self-publishing, a lot of people would say, you're self-publishing? Why not just go with traditional publisher? You're paying for it? Why are you doing that? Or even the common thing, your book is not going to be a success. You're probably going to be one of those authors who lives on ramen. And I would think... <laughs> I like ramen. So do What's I. wrong with ramen? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. But I would just say, like, what is so bad about you wanting to take a chance? And I was yeah. thinking to myself, you know what? There's a lot of negative self-talk. We all sometimes may have hesitations, but you know what? If there is a dream you have, it doesn't matter whether you want to be a writer or a sailor or a chef or even a janitor. If it's something that you feel like is your passion and you have the drive for it, anything is possible. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. And, oh my gosh, my relatives still ask me to this day, like, have you been able to translate your book um, into another language? by any chance me no I haven't I have not looked into that yet because my relatives ask me that because the majority of my relatives speak Spanish and they will tell me why did you do that and I'm like well that would have definitely cost me both of my lungs (laughs) (laughs) and I think well 
see how that goes in the later future. We will see. Yeah. But self-publishing, I think what really makes it really unique versus traditional publishing is you're doing it yourself. May cost you yeah. an arm and a leg and a kidney for some of us, but it's still worth it and it's a unique process. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it is super, super hard. Like, it takes up, when I'm not working on it, I am thinking about it. You know, it's like, I almost feel like I have like a sickness where I cannot stop thinking about not just the writing aspect of it, but like the marketing and everything that you have to, and the organization and all the stuff that you have to do and stay on top of to like make it even remotely successful is just like so insane. But it's kind of weird it turns out that i actually really like it like i like all the crazy marketing that you have to do and then staying on top of all that stuff and i think it's it's because it is like all that stuff is in support of your passion right is in support of you getting to write so it all kind of like yeah it's worthwhile definitely and i always try to say you know you have to live your life the way you want to live it because Anybody could say whatever they want, whether they're there for you or they don't support you. Your life is still your life. You have to choose. And obviously, I'm going to try to take a lot of advice and from you. And I'm going to hope I'm going to purchase your book very soon because the fact that you're literally you're an example of it. You're accomplishing your dreams. You're making it work. And I don't have any other questions for you. But if you have any questions for me, please do let me know. Um, what is your book's name? I forget. It's called The Doctor, The Toxic Combination, and I need to look that up real quick. I'm the author of a book, and I still have to look it up. Go figure. Because <laughs> it's a long title. It's a long title. Bear with me, people. Bear with me. It's called The Toxic Combination of Love, Hatred, and Revenge is Served. The Doctor. Wow. Yeah. All right. Is, is it, and it's in Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon, Goodreads, Barnes and Noble, as well as internationally. That was the great thing about Kindle. It really made my book accessible anywhere. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a dream about it one day, and I thought, wow, this was so interesting. And it actually came about from my personal experience. My character is nothing compared to me in real life. Nothing. But I remember from having an experience of going through severe bullying in school and thinking that if I had been a different person that could have stood up to kids or really stood up for myself, how would that have been like? And in college, I remember a professor of mine having a prompt saying that if you could think of another version of yourself, a person who looks exactly like you, but they're the complete opposite of you, how would they be? And I remember for a two to three short story assignment, I submitted over 50 something pages. And my professor looks at me like, this is not a book. You submitted for an assignment. You submitted a book. And you have something, obviously, that you need to keep going. You need to keep going. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I didn't think about that. You're right. So I just started writing so much. And I was just like, the more that I think about it. My professor was an author, too. But I'm just like, I probably tortured her. Because who submits over fifty over 56 pages for a short story assignment? Come on. <laughs> come, come, come on. Well, that's great though. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was an interesting thing. I will say that. I feel like self-publishing, it gives you a lot more liberty. You get to choose a lot of the reins, but we if I ever if you ever do traditional publishing, please let me know. If I would definitely love any tips you have. Yes, I so I did actually and I know we're pretty much out of time. So I maybe we can chat about that um, if we reschedule and do another another one. 
time but if you have any um, final thoughts any final things that you love to share please let me know um, yeah so I should probably mention the title of my book because I don't yes, that please. the title of my series is called Thalassic and book one is called Salt um, there's actually two versions of the series there is a clean young adult version and then there's a little bit spicy new adult version and the okay. young adult version is available now the new adult version comes out june 1st so actually this podcast may already or it may already be out before this podcast actually airs okay cool and um yeah and you can find both the ya and the na series on amazon you can check out everything else i have at lizshipton.com um if you happen to be on tiktok you can find me there at Liz Shipton author and um can i follow yeah. you on tiktok <laughs> Oh, totally, yeah. Because I have TikTok, I too. So, I, can I just say, I love TikTok. It's a, such too. a weird, weird thing that I am on. Like, I can't believe that I'm on there. But community of people that I have found on there and the graciousness of the readers is, like, astounding. It's it's so much fun. It really is. I kind of really like TikTok. And I feel like even then, I'm usually on it just for fun. And I will talk about, okay, I will just talk about anything. And I thought... Well, I really seem to have going something because I got over a thousand likes. I was like, I'm nice. just being my honest self. That's it. You just gotta be, just put yourself out there and you'll find the right people, I think. I love that. And I love the fact that with a lot of authors, you build a community. And I feel mm-hmm. like as you gradually get to know people, it just builds up. Even in the podcasting community. And I do, do hope you return as a future guest. I think it was an absolute blast. I hope you have enjoyed it. I have. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And thank you all for listening, for all who have tuned in. If you have liked this episode, please feel free to like, share, and subscribe. I hope you have a great day, afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. Please stay tuned for next week. And until then, keep on sleuthing.